This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Are we live? You took the words right out of my mouth. They're awake and they're on fire. Oh, what a beautiful day in Melbourne today, Will. It is, MJ. But I'm always a bit sad this time of year when the spring racing carnival's absolutely gone, finished, yeah. done. It's wrapped up. Four weeks of racing. But, What's you know, the opposite of a spring in your step? You've got like a rock a, in your step. A, yeah, a you, rock in, in your shoe. You've come in real flat. But uh, there are there is hope though. Yeah. Sandown Cup weekend for those who didn't win on the punt <laughs> over the spring racing carnival. The Sandown's hosting one next week. There is, yeah, Sandown from the glitz and glamour of Flemington, and then yeah. you head to Sandown. So yeah, the bird cage becomes <laughs> one of those cages all those chickens yeah, kept. Like <laughs> battery hens out there at Sandown. <laughs> From the birdcage to the fishbowl. But, you know, next year the Spring Racing Carnival will be with us again. Yep. Although I'm a bit sad as well because yeah. it was Bruce McAvaney's last Spring Racing Carnival. I feel like that wasn't addressed. No. Well, they, as we said on the hot breakfast, I think Will Anderson brought it up. They should just loan him to Channel 10 next year. Seriously, just like, yeah, like a loan deal where you just yeah. you, you let someone just perform in their greatest event. Yes. You've got to... Allegiances have got to be ignored. Put aside. Just on Cup Day alone. We'll start that campaign as we build up the spring racing next year, I reckon. Surely he's got that sort of profile now. Ten won't mind. No. There's plenty to talk about, Will. There's horse racing, cricket. I had an incident in a lift today that I need to explain to you as well. I'm a bit rattled by it. (laughs) You look at (laughs) This is coming up with Will and MJ here on Triple M. And we were just discussing how the spring carnival is wrapped up for another year, MJ. It's all done. But I think that is a good idea that we touched on in the first break. Loaning Bruce to Channel 10. Yeah, he has to be part of it. He has to. Like, who are they going to get to fill his shoes? But I think uh, he's still going to be doing, because Seven have every other race day, I'm pretty sure. So he's got so the Autumn Carnival. He'll call Winks. And the Cox Plate. If yeah. Winks does come back, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce might not last to the Spring Racing Carnival if Winks keeps racing. Oh, yeah. He'll, <laughs> he'll get a heart attack. He will. He will. Have you seen the video of him dancing, by the way? To oh, well, Punk. who hasn't? <laughs> or to Daft Punk. Has there yeah. been a remix? No, it's one more time. Oh, is that a, yeah. oh, is that a Daft Punk song? Jeez, that was funny. <laughs> um, I was just saying before, it's funny how the spring racing carnival is now finished, mm. but if you want your racing fixed, literally 24-7. You can you, log on to your tap. 2 p.m. Christmas Day, you can just whack on Sky Racing and, and have, a, have a punt somewhere. <laughs> there'll be some harness racing in <laughs> Globe Derby or you know, the Dapto Dogs. somewhere. There's a, You've got to gamble responsibly, yeah. of course. And like, you know how New York, in New York, like, they say that every 10 metres, like, you're within 10 metres of a rat at all times? Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> that's well, that's like, here, here in Australia, we're within 10 minutes of a greyhound race you at are. all times. If you do feel the need to bet, you really are. You can punt on a greyhound or a harness race. What are you going to say? New York, the city never sleeps. We're the city that... the country that never stops that never punting. stops punting there is a, i know there is an animal racing another animal somewhere somewhere <laughs> and that you can put your hard-earned dollars on if you want to you're but remember in, gamble responsibly you're encouraged to you know how they say gamble responsibly yeah. if you're punting on a greyhound race at 11 30 on a saturday night yeah no matter no matter what way you look at it that's not responsible no. <laughs> that's, that's irresponsible gamble. you open any gambling app yeah most of the gambling on there is not responsible. No, if you open a gambling app after about 7 30 at night that is irresponsible there gambling is romanian volley <laughs> <laughs> that, that is not responsible in <laughs> anyone's right. language. Absolutely. The Kazakhstani <laughs> handball league is something I love betting Just on. Just do actually. it responsibly. Just do it responsibly. Get on the favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the seven coverage yesterday, Will, yep. of the uh, horse racing. I watched it all day. Yep. They did a great job, Channel 7. You know. They always do. They mm. get come into their own in racing season. Because you get a nice thing. bit of, you get the balance of getting a bit of the analysis of the horses. Yep. And I enjoy the fashions. On did, the you see, field. did you see roaming Byron, by the way? Yeah, well, it wasn't really roaming Brian because no. there was cuts in it. Yeah, it wasn't live. No, it wasn't it was live. edited. And he kept saying he was live, so. I think they just wanted the pun. Yeah. It, it was 
Not a bad pun. Not a bad pun. He, he's sort of a stable mate of ours here at he Triple is. M. He's, he's part of the family. He does the breakfast show. So I think he did a great job. Yep. Uh, oh, but someone who didn't, who had a, you could tell he'd had a bit of a long week, yeah. was Chris Simons, the jockey. So he, he was front and centre in the jockey room, doing great interviews with jockeys in between races and getting all the inside information about the runners. So is he an active jockey or is he a retired uh, I think jockey? he's retired now, okay. but he's had a lot of winners over the spring racing carnival himself. Yep. A very good jockey in his time, but... I think he's hung up his uh, saddle now. <laughs> hung up the whip. So he's part of Channel 7's coverage. Yes. And he's interviewing other jockeys. Yeah, so he's interviewing a jockey whose name I don't know. Uh, an Eng- I think he's an English jockey. A very good jockey who travels around the world riding horses, right? Yeah. But it's been a long week. It's, you know, four days into the carnival. And he just, For all of us. Yeah, he, he might have missed a couple of steps here in this conversation. I thought I lived a crazy life running a zoo, but uh, after having a quick conversation with you, gee whiz, your life is hectic. You fly here, there, everywhere, Tokyo next week, Japan after that. I don't know how you keep up. <laughs> I don't know how you keep up. How do you keep up? Like from going to Tokyo all the way to Japan <laughs> within the week. Oh, mate, you should have seen my day. I was in Paran this morning and then Australia this afternoon. <laughs> Back to Melbourne today. Will and MJ, 105.1 Triple M. We promise we'll move on from the spring racing carnival, but yep. there isn't too much else around, Will, and we haven't fully dissected all the goings-on out in Flemington. Did you go at all? I didn't go to Flemington this mm. year. I only went to uh, what's it, Guinea's Day at uh, Caulfield. Oh, okay. It's Which great out there at Caulfield. Good venue. I'd never been before. And it's easy to get in and out. Yes. The, the worst thing about going to the races, and yeah. this is no one's fault, is when it gets to about 5.30 or straight after the last race, Yeah. And you realise you're in Flemington. Oh, <laughs> you go, how am I going to get out of here? Well, that's why Caulfield, it's not too bad. It just feels like it's a suburban little yeah, little uh, jaunt. It is, yeah. It's a lot smaller, a lot more convenient. Moody so. Valley's not that far either. I can't deal with the crowds anymore, Will. Yeah. I'm, I must I'll, be getting old. I'll specifically tell you with what crowds I can't deal with, though. What, what crowds? Because I've been before mm. to Flemington and I managed to get into the birdcage oh. through work. Yeah. Well, not because of my name or stature. Or <laughs> amount a, of Instagram followers. No. It was just a free pass. It was a, it was charity. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Your, I just had to sneeze your face contorted. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have I been... Was, I was contorting at the reference to the bird <laughs> yeah, I thought you just showed so much disgust. <laughs> for the just a bit of an off-up mic sneeze there. But in the past, I have been known to refer to it as the flog cage, though. Go ahead. Be careful. Here, it's Will. a floggy joint. <laughs> it is. There are no screens in there to watch the racing. Yeah. The marquees are their own little mm. ecosystems where people just walk in, flog it up, and then walk to another joint. <laughs> like from a scale of one to Tom Waterhouse. Like, <laughs> what flog scale are we Full talking? Full Waterhousing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just want to distance myself you, from these comments. You can't disagree with me. They're, they're not there to race they, or watch racing. They may as well just be doing it in the city. Well, you, we wouldn't see a horse the whole time. You don't see a horse. Maybe the mounted police when yeah. they roll through, but you're, you're right. That's the extent of it. So, so you could just tape off a big car park, mm. put all the marquees in there. Which is pretty much exactly what it is, though. It Will. is. Yeah. The, the fact that racing is nearby is irrelevant. No, and it's, there's a massive queue. I can't work it out. Yeah. When I was there, there was a massive queue to the men's cubicles. And, and no one's pissing. No. <laughs> It was really, a lot of people seemed to have hay fever when I was taking a leak. It was bizarre. We were crazy. People helping out their mates in the cubicle. But just to be clear, I want to distance myself. I think the birdcage is great um, because we'll, I think you've gone right to the bottom of any potential invite list for well, next year. I don't think the I'm flo- in any danger of I think of the point invited. where you called it the flog cage. Well, it, <laughs> that's what I believe. And this is nothing against the sponsors or the name. No, partners. and if they are listening, I'd, I'd oh, like to go next year. Of course. I'm a hmm. huge fan of Lexus's. Le- the design pavilion. Lexi, I think, is the... 
plural. The European styling. Do you know it was a three-story birdcage marquee out was there? It? The biggest in history. For which brand? The Lexus Design Pavilion. Oh, right. Mm. And they had a showroom. And I learned that from watching the I Channel 7 coverage. Hamish <laughs> McLaughlin ran me through that one. <laughs> and if Lexus don't invite us, maybe maybe Bumble might. Bumble. One of my favourite dating apps. Yep, they, that's... Uh, like, Tinder is Bumble's poor cousin. I think, I think Tinder's Tinder out, <laughs> Bumble in, as far as I'm concerned, for those Bumble um, people. Listening. I only fly Emirates. Me too. I only have insurance with Amy. Me They're too. They're wonderful partners. They're wonderful Don't partners. Get me wrong. I get my travel insurance <laughs> when I buy Emirates flights. With, yeah. <laughs> I get them through yeah, Amy. Exactly. Who doesn't? If, of course. Because I think their number one uh, champagne on Emirates flights is Mum, which, <laughs> which I'm also a massive fan of, Will, after this week. Go Mum, go Lexus, <laughs> go Birdcat. And Sepot Wines. Will and MJ 105.1 Triple M. Now, well, you said you wanted to move on from racing, but yeah, no, just, we've, we've raced. I'm raced out. I'm <laughs> spring carnival in the break there, and I think it's a really valid topic. But yeah, just because if you're watching the racing, we'll talk about Channel 7's coverage, mm. but sometimes it's a bit celebrity focused, and mm. but sometimes Sky Racing is a bit too, too racing, racing focused, it's a bit racing heavy, yeah, it's a bit dense. It is, and so sometimes I don't want to have to go to sale, I want to know. I want to be able to just watch the big races, go to Rose Hill, go to Randwick. Yep. Uh, Morfittville, maybe. Morfittville. Yep. But then sometimes you do want a bit of Channel 7. Yeah, I don't want Ararat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd rather sort of see you chat in the birdcage with Scott Disick <laughs> yeah. than have to watch a race in Ararat. You know sometimes what I'm Sometimes you want to switch Nathaniel in the, <laughs> in the Lexus just, marquee yeah. instead of so the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly right. So, like, I think if we had a, if Channel 10 were able to merge racing.com yeah. With a little bit yep. of celebrity, because I think Channel Seven might be a bit too celebrity we heavy. Need, yeah, we need somewhere in the middle. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, that's a, that's an idea for next year's spring. <laughs> now, carnival. can we talk cricket? We I'm, I'm officially spring carnivaled out. Will uh, Australia got up in the second mm. one day, of course, and uh, there's a photo that's been doing the rounds. Have you seen this of Pat Cummins? The, he's standing in front of the entire team waiting for a DRS decision. Yeah, I've seen it. And the rest of the team are celebrating. Yeah. And he's looking down in the dumps. <laughs> he's looking up at the scoreboard. Yeah. So baffled. Mm. I think it's after a Marcus Stoinis wicket. Yeah. And I've finally gotten to the bottom of it because I was watching it at, at the same time. Mm. Uh, I was watching it live, I should say. Because I looked at the photo for a while and I'm going, what possible yeah. reason does he have for not celebrating with the team? It seems like he's dirty that mm. his team took a wicket. Took a wicket. That's exactly what it looks like. But to be fair to him, what's happened is they've gone up to uh, the video review mm. and you know how in a cricket review, how they, it's always the same procedure. They check the front foot. Yep. Then they check like uh, the, um, the Nico and the Snicko, yeah. the hot spot. Like mm. they go one by one and as they're usually waiting for the, um, the Hawkeye to load. I think it's got a render. Yeah, it renders that image of the the computer generated image of the ball hitting the yeah. deck, and then where it's going to hit on the wickets. Yeah. So they're they're just biding time until that happens. Exactly. Because often the hot spots, it's you don't need it. Like mm. some might not have even played a shot, and they still check it. Yeah. But uh, what they've done is they've checked the front foot, and then immediately it's just jumped to a frame showing that the ball's hitting the stumps and it's out, and that's what the team reacted to. Oh, but okay. Pat Cummins. Oh, I had the same face as him because I was just like, oh, what the hell? Is that, is that an old version of the review or something? Like, I thought it was, something had gone wrong. Oh, so you've watched that much cricket. You know the exact procedures oh, that yeah. happens. Like, I thought it was a glitch in the system. You know, rock and roll it, rock yeah, and rock roll and it. Roll that bitch. Yeah. And I thought that Cummins was actually the smartest in the group there because so it hadn't been confirmed. So Cummins is a stickler for the rules. He is. He's like, we can't celebrate yet until we've seen the rock and roll. He understands the procedure. The procedure. He's he looking up at the scoreboard just going, I don't, is this... Is this really is play on it? Yeah. So oh, well, I've got a lot of respect for Pat Cummins now. Credit to him. He bowled pretty well too. 
Who cares about his cricket ability? Will and MJ. 105.1 Triple M. We've discussed enough sport for the show. We've covered horse racing. We've covered cricket quite extensively. We didn't name a horse in two seconds. But if you want some real quality analysis of what happened at Flemington. Don't come here. No, grab our podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. If you're just tuning in now. You won't find any analysis. No, or any tips or anything. But if you want to know what happened in the birdcage. Literally no horse names, but that's okay. That's all right. We'll move on. Because yeah. you wanted to discuss an incident you had in your elevator yeah, this I've, morning. Yeah, I've been a bit rattled. I, uh, this morning, I live in an apartment complex. <laughs> yep. And I was taking the rubbish out this morning and just minding my own business, you know, 10 a.m. Yep. Sunday morning, just cleaning up the place, making it look nice. Yep. And I'm in the lift and then a complete stranger, a lady, she would have been 50s or 60s. Yeah. And I've got one rubbish bag and she's looking at my rubbish bag. And she's gone to me, are you going to separate that? <laughs> excuse, excuse, excuse me? Yeah. And within the rubbish bag, there was about five or six VB cans. Of course there were. <laughs> in, like in the rubbish. And I've got, excuse me? She's gone, well, you've got recycling mixed in with your rubbish there. Yeah. I've gone off. You've been called out. I've been called out in the lift. That is so embarrassing. And I've gone, <laughs> I've gone, oh, my housemate must have mixed it up. Oh, oh God. Oh, he, he was drinking, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> I don't have a housemate. And then she's gone, well, are you going to separate that when you get down to the bin? Yeah. And because I don't like being told what to do, yeah. and she was quite rude, I said, absolutely. <laughs> I panicked. You conceded. I conceded. White flag. I said, oh, I like to mix my, uh, yeah. I like to separate down there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I keep, bin. no, no, that, this was, that was planned all along. Um, I was always going to separate the recycling. <laughs> And as I was, I was shaken by the that whole thing. A really embarrassing thing to happen. Yeah. Although knowing you, I think your rubbish would be so full of VB cans, it's almost negligible. <laughs> the, ru- the other rubbish. <laughs> Turns out, up. as when I looked in, it was just recycling anyway. So. <laughs> I can just recycle the whole thing. Yeah. If a banana peel goes through, they'll, yeah, that, they'll, they'll deal <laughs> with that out at HQ. We'll live. Surely all the rubbish and recycling ends up at the same spot. Uh, uh, like, uh, recycling's not a real thing, Look, is I'm going to back recycling in. I think it's a, as like, a concept. I think it works. Let's get Juddy on next week. <laughs> He'll be able to tell us all about it. Because I, I don't think it happens. I think everyone just ends up, it all ends up at the same place. It's just a ruse. Yeah, I think so. Just to make people feel better. Yeah. But, you know, probably more research needs to go into it, I think. So that was your mm. weekend. Did you get up to anything interesting? You, you said yours was pretty low-key. So mm. was mine. But... Um, I ended up having a fairly big drink last night that, oh, did that, that happened out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was red wine. Mm. And then I thought I was fine. And then I've gone to bed and out of nowhere, mm. just the urge to have a little... Uh, Headspin. A little Wallace. Did you get the headspins? <laughs> I had no headspins. A Wallace. A Wallace and Gromit. An up and under. Yeah. <laughs> a North getting cued. <laughs> North getting cued. The old Technicolor yawn in the middle of the night, Will. Did you make it to the bathroom? No, I didn't. I barely made it. My head barely turned 90 degrees. So in bedroom? Yeah, no, in bed. And it's it's gone. And in bed, Ronnie Mew. It's it's (laughs) gone largely off the bed. Yeah. And into my bedside table. Oh, no. This is a disgusting story. I really... (laughs) You do realise we're on air, Will. Because of the red wine, it mm. looks more like a... Oh, no, we don't need to go into detail. More like a beetroot sort of dip. No, that's enough, I think. (laughs) But on the worst part this is of it, Will and MJ on Triple it, M. It got onto. Oh, you're still going, eh? It got onto my books that are on the on the on my bedside oh, table. Yeah, and one of them was oh. a friend's copy of Mark Maron's The Subtle Art of Not Giving in a 
Well, it's gone all over it, has it? And I was initially concerned, but then I figured anyone should be able to move on. <laughs> it's your friend, someone who owns that book. Will and MJ. 105.1 <laughs> Triple M. Will, it's getting dangerously close to the end of the show, to the it 11 is. o'clock hour. So have yeah. you got something you need to just talk about quickly? Sure. Before we wrap mm. up, I really wanted your take on the 69-year-old Dutchman who wants to legally change his age. <laughs> I did read this about guy? this during the week. So he argues... This is the 69-year-old mm. man from the Netherlands. What is his name? Um, Emil Rattelband. Mm. And he says that you can change your gender. You can change your uh, name. So why can't you change your age? And he says that if you're a 69, you don't get as, as many connections on dating apps as when you're 49. So he's doing this for all the wrong reasons. He also says that he feels abused, aggrieved, and discriminated against for being 69, despite that being his age. Unfortunately for this guy, yep. time is probably the only unstoppable thing, Will. I think it's the only constant. It's the only constant. That, that and gravity. <laughs> those two things are immovable. And unfortunately... And even of... gravity, if you go into space, can stop. Yeah. Uh, time can't. <laughs> now, S- Stephen Hawking... Now, let's just stay in our lane. Well, just because Stephen Hawking's is sure. dead. <laughs> I think we might have already made a lot of scientific errors. I think this guy... In the first minute of this <laughs> chat... But yes, this man, <laughs> this man thinks that he can't get himself a mortgage um, and he feels younger than he is. And he said that his doctor put his biological age at between 40 and 42, mm. but he decided that might be too young. 49 for me was a good age and I wanted to stay a bit realistic. <laughs> and then he can celebrate his 50th next year. Yeah. The only time that time gets really confusing is when you're flying back from America yeah, and you like, you lose a day yeah. and like, that's, that's where... But I don't think that helps this guy's cause. If his 68th birthday was yeah. in one time zone and he was flying, flying across, to the other time, I'd have a bit of sympathy yeah. if he thinks that he's still 68. Yeah, or but even then it only lasts a few hours. Yeah, and leap years. If you're born in the leap year as well, it can be a bit confusing. If you're born on the 29th of February, that's yeah. the other one. But I think we can safely say this guy doesn't this, have a case. This guy has no case. <laughs> case closed. And on that note, we'll wrap up our we'll wrap, show. If you want to, if you missed anything, we had some really good racing analysis earlier in the show. If so you just heard that chat there. Mm. It's all pretty similar. Uh, yeah. So if you want to get into the racing world and what happened in the bird cage, just yep. download our podcast. It'll be up there. Please uh, do. And the Will and MJ Facebook page is going great guns, Will, isn't Please it? Please follow us on Facebook or yeah. Instagram. You haven't really been putting much up there lately. Oh, hey, I had a really good flurry there. For yeah. <laughs> Can you kick back into gear? You, you, any danger you want to just this is Will and MJ on, feel free to get involved yourself <laughs> this is Will and MJ on Triple M and Will and MJ on Facebook as well yep. come on Will Lift Will and MJ 105.1 Triple M